Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And it's episode nine of Teacher Teacher Saves Saves World. Why can't you be more like my stapler? All right, episode nine. Yay. The last single digit. I know. Wow, we're growing up. I think we've already beat, what do they say? Most podcasts that come out don't go past episode nine. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was episode five, I think. Even. It was really it, it, low. It was a really, really small number. Yeah, that yeah. continue on. Yeah. So episode nine, I'm, I'm proud of us. Wonderful. Me too. We've it's made been it. a blast. We're still really in, in infancy. Yeah. We're still podcast babies. We're, we're babies and we're still learning. Right. And we're trying to... Big time. I don't know. There's a lot of things to navigate and uh, it's so much fun though. It is. I mean, I really would recommend it to yeah. anybody. It's very therapeutic. Because the heavyweights out there, you know, like Joe Rogan, right? He's got over a thousand episodes. Yes. Right? I mean, tons. Well over a thousand. Yeah. And some of them are like three hours long. Yeah. And he, you, he's wonderful. And there's tons of people with hundreds and hundreds yep. of episodes. Yep. And we have nine. And we're on nine. <laughs> we're still, we're still like, we're like a brand new band. We're still working on material yeah. on our first album. If we were a kid, we'd be in fourth grade. Yeah. We're kind of all over the <laughs> place, nine. right? You know, yeah. maybe flashes here and there, but we're still young. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, here's something that really kind of touches me or I find just fascinating about this whole thing is I'm still not very good at the whole, the technical, the nuanced sort of marketing analytics side of things. But what my, what my fat fingers are able to find when I plot around my computer is I'm able to see some of the cities of our listeners. Oh, neat. And I, it blows me away because like, we, when we load, we, you know, when we upload it to the interwebs, yeah. it's available everywhere. Right. And, and, yeah. and while, you know, right now, the majority of our listeners are in the towns that we live in, in nearby Tulare, California, yeah. Visalia. Hawaii, I'm sure is in there. Yes. Right. So we have uh, Hawaii towns in there and we have other California towns. Um, Hanford is nearby. Anaheim. Hey. Somebody down in the, by Disneyland is Who's listening. That? Right. Bakersfield a little bit further south. Fresno to our north. Healdsburg. North, oh, cute. Northern Wine California. Country, yeah. Chico. Santa Monica. <gasps> our old home. Mm-hmm. Ventura. Oh, where we got engaged. Where we got engaged. <laughs> Somebody in, in the town of our engagement has listened. <laughs> Uh, Brentwood. Ooh, fancy. Ooh, well, and also OJ. OJ. Yeah, right. I remember because I would drive by that place yeah. when we lived down there. Uh, San Francisco. Oh, awesome. Yeah, city by the bay, and and then we then outside of California. So we're we're going beyond California. Really. Uh, um, we have quite a few listens in Austin, Texas. <gasps> Austin, Texas. I love, you know, I've never been to Austin. I yep. want to go so bad. I know we will someday. And I want to go to a South as a huge music fan. Yep. I want to go to South by Southwest, yep. even though you know, it was canceled this year. Because It'll come back with a vengeance. Everything. But, um, Austin, Texas, um, Las Vegas. Really? Yeah. Sin City. 
Uh, here's and there's some towns I don't even. I mean, I I know the name because I see them on the on the computer. But Doylestown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Ashburn, Virginia. Wow. Buffalo, New York. Nuh-uh. Yes. Augusta, Kansas. Aw. Cloverdale, Oregon. Vincent Town, New Jersey. <laughs> oh I just think that is so cool. It's making me feel like we're one big family. This is so cool that there's people out there that have taken the time to click and yeah. listen. At Hi, least, everybody. At, at least to some. Yeah. You know. And hopefully um, we, you know, are resonating on some level and we're not annoying people too much. And, yeah. you know, we want to grow this family. So I think that's really cool. But here's what has even like made this more fantastic. Episode nine, we're babies. Yeah. And we've, and even though we're recording episode nine, we really just, um, I mean, how long have we been recording? A couple weeks, two, three weeks? Yeah, I think it's two and a half weeks. Okay. So about... We're able to record more now because we're, you know, in shelter in place and we don't have evening activities. So we yeah. can get more in now. But in just a few weeks, Yokohama, Japan. Oh, come on. Yokohama, Japan. What? Yes. Who did? And, I, and we're, not, we're not yet overdubbed. <laughs> so it wasn't overdubbed. <laughs> that was in English. Here's another one. York, England. Oh, we loved York. That, that one touched me oh, because we went to York gosh. a couple of years ago and just loved York, York England. was Toby's favorite town. Yeah. I, I can't wait to go back to York, Me England. too. I love that town I'd so much. I like to much. go for an extended stay. You yeah. Know, just you and I. Yeah. Shh, don't tell the kids. <laughs> uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh, what? Tel Aviv, Israel. Check it out. That's amazing. So that's, that's some of the towns, and that's not an exhaustive list, but that was just some of the ones I plucked out there that just... I find fascinating. Well, you know, this whole internet thing is so cool, especially because we're in isolation right now. Yeah. There's something extra special about it. Yeah. Is that this is a way to connect. Yeah. And just to think that maybe our voices are in somebody's living room across the world, the globe, Mm -hmm. that is incredible. Right. Because the world has experienced these things before, right? Where we've had to retreat and, and fight something that's out there trying to, you know, take us down. But this is the first time where the, you know, humanity civilization has dealt with this in our hyper-connected world. Yeah. You know, so it's brought a whole new sort of level to this. And the fact that we've been able to do this and have some people out there, I just, I think it's so cool. I know. I'm glad you listed those. That was neat. Thank you so much to all of you out there. Yeah. I hope you keep coming back. Well, join the Facebook group and then you can post a picture of yourself. Say, hey, I'm the one from Israel. Yeah, there we go. Wouldn't that be cool? And then tell your, you know, your, tell your other friends in some other cities. Yeah. In some other countries. That's, that's lovely. Have them come join the, the Teacher Saves World. Let's go save the world together. I know. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. All right. Well, Lori's going to start saving the world today with her If I Was Principal segment. Oh, yes. If I was principal. Um, today, I'm going to go into the world of, since we're kind of on the, the trend of internet and connectedness, if I was principal, I would join as many Twitter chats with fellow principals as I could Ooh. or create my own okay. Twitter chat, Ed chat. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know what that is, um, on Twitter, there'll be a hashtag. It might be educational leadership, like hashtag ed leadership. 
and maybe every Tuesday night from six to seven, you put that hashtag into the, into Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then it's a group of people that come together with like one or two moderators. And they're all named Ed? No, they're not Ed. That's short for education. Oh, education. It's okay, okay, honey. All right. And they a small, <laughs> small Twitter chat. <laughs> and I couldn't go. <laughs> um, but they, they have about between probably seven and 10 questions. And you just, it's like a fast and furious um, therapy session. The, the exchange of great ideas. People are from all over, not just the country, but like the globe. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of are with, you know, if you find yourself at a school where maybe you don't feel like you're philosophically aligned with your team, like maybe you're a little more passionate and you bring up ideas and they're kind of like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you can find those people on Twitter oh, and you yes. can hang out with them once a week. Oh, yeah. So I think for a principal, like I, I was thinking about this segment. I mean, you could even get on a principal chat and all the principals could talk about how lame we were for having this segment on our podcast because yeah. it's such a hard job. Right. And they only know, right, right. truly the ins and outs mm-hmm. of the job. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be really, really healthy and good for them to have that therapy and the exchange of awesome ideas mm-hmm. with a group of people that know what it's like because it's a hard job. Got it. Especially the high school level. So mine would be a Twitter chat. And by the way, there's Twitter chats on everything. If you do a Google search, if you're a therapist, if you're a gardener, um, you can get on these Twitter chats and it's just, it's really nice, mm-hmm. really fun. A neat okay. way to kind of hang out with a group of people for an hour. Okay. So this, so your uh, principal's suggestion today is not so much something for the the campus as a whole, or at least not directly, right? You, this is more for the, the professional development of a, of a principal. Yes. Um, the, the needed therapy. Yeah. If I were principal, I would quickly find my little group, my little posse and tribe. Yeah. And I would try to connect with them often. Yeah. Cause you need them. Yeah. You know, you do, even though you're the boss, you, you know, you run out of ideas Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, why reinvent the wheel, right? If people are doing good stuff, just grab it and make it fit for your campus. Because you're right. When you are, when you are the principal, uh, you're the only one on a campus. Yeah. Right. We teachers, we have a lot of teachers. We go to the teacher's lounge. Yeah. We can hang out. We're in we have departments. Like 70 with, there's in a lot campus. of us, right? So when we need to mm-hmm. get together and we need to talk to each other, there's no shortage of teachers that I can go. I can just, you know, at break, walk next door to the class, you know, the teacher in the next mm-hmm. room and do a little venting. But the principal, you're right. The principal, they're the only one and there's other administrators, but they none of them. They bond a little with the assistant, but, but when it comes to like the superintendent needing to have a cabinet meeting, it's on you. Right. Like they just, they really like do the right. heavy lifting. So you're right. I mean, I hadn't really thought about that. That part of being a principal is, um, you know, previously, I think, you know, prior to, to cell phones and Twitter and all those kinds of things, um, networking for principals was a very a labored thing. It required actually traveling to conferences, yeah. right? And, and doing, yeah. you know, maybe, I, I don't know if they did, you know, uh, conference calls or those kinds of things, mm-hmm. but, but it wasn't as, in, you're right now, you know, from the, you can go to your bedroom and find a Twitter chat and just sink into, yeah. you know, lay back on your bed and, and really kind of get what you couldn't get before. Yep. I highly recommend. Okay. So that's what I would do. Twitter chats. Mm-hmm. I like it. You're so techie this episode. All right. We are. Well, I love our topic. 
Because we're yes. going to redeem ourselves for last episode. Yeah. So we promised, uh, we promised last week where we went through the, the students that drove us crazy that this week we were going to do the flip side. Yay. Right? We were going to go, you know, what students bring us joy? Those love bugs. What just make us so happy. I know. That make it all worth it. Fill your bucket. Yes, they do. And really? so we're going to do the same thing. We've got uh, 10 types of mm-hmm. students. And we get all of, just like the ones from last, we get all of these and we get them in spades. We, we get do. so many great students. Yep. Um, There's far more of the great ones than the rascals. Yes. For the sake of time, too, we, we narrowed it down to 10 types. Categories, yeah. But we're going to kind of do the same format. But Let's do it. The great students that make us so happy. Yeah. All right. You want to start us off with yeah. the first one? The first one really makes us happy because it's the truly comedic student. Truly. It's the funny one. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, I have a handful of those this year that I've had to, like, I couldn't stop laughing. And then I went into the ugly cry, the laugh cry. And you know that. <laughs> yes. My family knows that. Where now everybody's just looking at me and I'm like, I better yeah. not wear my pants next because yeah. that would be traumatic for yeah. these children. <laughs> and I love this. This is the, this is the student that has a very mature sense yes. of funny. Keen sense of humor. They are truly comedic. They're not just a uh, jokey pranky. Mm-mm. This is not who we're talking about here. No, we're talking like this could be a, like a standup comedian, a, absolutely. A, a, a comedy writer. They can go be part of the, the, the writing team at Saturday night live yeah. or something. They really have a, a really keen sense yep. of comedy. I have actually implored, like put my hand on their shoulders of some of these kids and said, you must move to LA bus tables and go to the groundlings. Like and do improv. And like th- yeah. Their parents probably kill me, but I'm like, you are just so gifted and so different. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of my boys was beautifully bilingual, you know, beautiful Spanish, beautiful English, and was funny as could be. He would do these pretend um, commentaries on soccer games, mm-hmm. you know, in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And he, but he was brilliant. And I was like, my God, you just need to go down to LA, go to Telemundo, and you're going to get a job. Yeah. You know, I, they are so gifted, and they make it such a joy because they're, they're just fun to be around. Yeah. And um, I really miss them in this uh, shelter in place. Yeah. I miss my funnies. Yeah. In, in, what I appreciate about these students and how they are different from the, in the last episode, we talked about the charismatic bird walker mm. who really loves to steal the spotlight. Yes. Right. They, um, they are not that they are not stealing the spotlight in a way to, to, you know, put work off. Yeah. They are, they know exactly when, to infuse yes just the right amount of levity to the class yep and then they could come back and right. work and they're not they're not they're not doing this because it's a selfish thing like no. they want eyes on me this is this is truly who they are yep you know and they were they were put on this earth to make people laugh and they're absolutely just, they're good at it and they're so funny and they're smart <laughs> right and they're very yeah. uh, observant and they're quick yep and uh, yeah it's really fun these students are fun to have in class yep. The truly comedic. Truly, truly comedic. All right. What's next? Well, the next ones uh, don't talk nearly as much yeah. as the truly comedic. These are the thoughtful introverts. Aww. The quiet ones. I know those guys. The quiet but serious. Yeah. And they usually, um, they usually do walk in. They usually have a pretty serious look on their face. Yeah, they do. And it's not like a mad face. 
no, it's no. It's just a soft kind of. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's an inwardness. Yeah. And they might be the one that you, maybe you do a ticket out of class, like a, a strip of paper where they, they all maybe write something they learned or something they were still unsure of. And, mm-hmm. and later maybe you're going through your tickets out of class and they just write something just stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. They really got, they actually, they didn't just get it. They brought me to a new level with the piece or the mm-hmm. literature or whatever you're, you know, they're, they're beautiful, but they're not flashy. Yeah. And that's the joy of them too. And I love that, you know, the students, the people, I guess that, that have a more inward life, a, a thinking life. Life of the mind. When, when you spend a lot of time thinking, uh, it usually makes you a fairly strong thinker, mm-hmm. right? The more you do something. And so uh, these ones are not flashy. They're mm-hmm. not bringing a lot of attention to mm-hmm. themselves by, you know, raising their hand and speaking a lot, a lot, but you're right. It's usually maybe through their written pieces or, yeah. or maybe when you, you know, overhear them in their small group discussions and they're in a comfortable space uh, and they really surprise people with their very developed thoughts. Yeah. Like you might have to do like just that, that soft smile and nod when you catch their eye, you know, mm-hmm. like in the group work, like. Yeah. You, you don't have to say a thing. Yeah. You just nod at him and go like, yeah. you get it. Yeah. You know, you, we know. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, you can, you know, you could also feel they, they do because of, they are that, that predominantly introverted type, you know, that there are times when they do feel a little anxious, Yeah, right? like maybe they have to present or, yeah. or whatever, but I love that they, they, they're finding a way. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody, no matter how, you know, extroverted or introverted you are, you do need to find those, those parts of yourself that, that can do the other thing. Yes. Right. The introverts need to be able to extrovert every now and then. Yeah. And the extroverts need to be able to introvert, introvert every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're very studious and very thoughtful about it and they find a way, Yeah. you know, and, and usually it's through lots of preparation. Mm-hmm. They really rehearse. They, mm-hmm. They're they're prepared to reduce reduce that anxiousness. Yep. And, um, and they got to share those gems. You know, yeah. you got to get them up there. I I just man, I just have a soft spot for those those soft spoken, just too. thoughtful, genuine sort of inward students. I and really, and th- those are the one I kind of look at sometimes and think you're going to make a wonderful spouse to somebody someday. You're going to make a wonderful partner. Yeah. To just, some human just, being, just good kids. Yeah. I really enjoy. Awesome. Them. All right. What's our next one? Okay. Next is the confident individual. Yeah. And I mean, they, they know themselves. Yeah. And, and by individual, individual, like, like this is the, you know, we see these in the movies sometimes, like they just, they have a style all their own. Yes. They really stick out. They work it, you know, and, and it's artistic, they're artistic, they're, they're wild, they're a little bit flashy, but they're not overbearing they're not um and they're not in your face about it because they're confident no they're the unicorn yes they're just who they are yeah you know and i love that because when when you come across a teenager that at such a young age is so comfortable with who they are that they can they can walk onto campus with their wild crazy outfits yep you know and just, and just, uh, they look like nobody else on campus. Like you, you spot them in a crowd of thousands. Eyelashes, you, can, you can see them, you know, or like a retro punk shirt with, yeah. with leggings and Doc Martens and like and, a throwback. And they're not looking down their nose at anybody. No. In their confidence, mm-hmm. in their individuality, they are incredibly open to all other individuals. Yeah. 
you know, and they seem to attract all groups. They know no boundaries. Yeah. Right. They don't click off. Mm-mm. They, they are so comfortable with who they are and they are open and, and, and enjoy and just, and just allowing yeah. everybody to be themselves that, that people feel comfortable in their presence. Yeah. Even though they dress and, and look maybe different. They might like, like I had one boy that would wear like a, a jacket with like the patches on the elbows, like a, like an East coast professor. Right. Like he was like the jet, the tweed jacket wearer. Another oh. one wore a fedora. You know, they just had these different like looks, very distinct mm-hmm. that really stick out in the modern yeah. day campus. Yeah. And I just, I love the creativity. Uh, but I think more, more than anything about them is I love, I love that just non-judgmentalness of them. Yep. They just, they, they, they are who they are. They're comfortable. God. They're creative. And to not care what other teenagers think. And they are completely comfortable around others. It's huge. And because of that, they make others feel so comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. And they usually have a really good, you know, robust group of friends. Yeah. Too. They attract. You know. They're attractive. And they don't, they don't care, you know, what groups those friends associate with, mm-hmm. where they come from. No, because they don't care what people think. They don't care. Yep. They don't quit. They don't care. And that's awesome. To, to have that mindset at that young of an age is, that's pretty powerful. Yay to the, the confident individual. That's right. The CI. CI. <laughs> I like it. All right. We're ready for the next one? I'm ready. The next one is the reader. Oh. The reader. Oh, yeah. Let me just sigh right now. Man. The reader, uh, for obvious reasons, we've called the student the reader because they always have a book. Yeah, not a Kindle on their phone. No Kindle app on the phone. No, this is a hard copy They got a paper book. Always. And they're going to read it. And every moment that they have that is spared, (laughs) they are going to crack open that book. (laughs) It's so awesome. Doesn't matter where they are. And they're able to... Oh God, what was that TV show that I used to love when I was a kid? Get Smart. Get, you remember Get Smart? Like mm. the goofy, um, the goofy sort of spy Gadgety AJ. Guy? No, that's, well, kind of, but he had the, the, the cone of silence. I don't know if you remember that. I have no idea. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it was kind of a gimmick in the show where, you know, they would have these top secret conversations, right? And so they would bring, bring down the cone of silence. So they would be in this government <laughs> building. They said, bring down the cone of silence. And what, what actually happened was, you know, the two people that were having the, the conversations would each have their own cone of silence and then they couldn't hear each other, right? Because they were in their cones and they would get frustrated <laughs> that they were having these top secret conversations with themselves. But the readers carry with them their own cone of silence. They do. They don't no matter where they are. They could be in a noisy jam-packed cafeteria sure they could be waiting for the rally to start in the gym it doesn't matter yeah let me just uh get to this next chapter they're gonna crack open their book you know i had a couple boys this year two one of our two of our athletes and they were in different periods and they were both readers and they were reading non-fiction finance financial books one was reading that rich dad poor dad right you know and another one was on on how to invest and i was so impressed by these guys you know, wow. one of them did he, did a presentation in class about it. And I thought, my God, you're 17 years old. But they kind of said, you need to read because you can't learn this stuff from anybody around Interesting. here. I would say most of the, the kids that we're thinking about, the students that we are considering the readers, I would say mostly are 
fiction readers. I always think fiction. Yeah. So to have yeah. some nonfiction, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love nonfiction. Yeah, I know. I read a lot of nonfiction. It's inspiring. I, like it. um, I find that these students tend to be, because they, I think, are largely reading fiction. Most are, Creative yeah. works. That they themselves are creative thinkers. Yes. They have a bit of whimsy about them. They are. And paired with the whimsy would be a nice dose of empathy. Mm-hmm. They empathize with different cultures, yeah. different types, because they, you know, that that's proven research that that's people that read it, avidly, yeah. they step into other people's worlds and they're not as judgmental. Right. Um, they have context. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, they're, they're the ones you have to ask to put the book away sometimes, yes. which kills you, right? Like, right. we actually got to get to our yeah. lesson. Yeah. But I find that they have a certain buoyancy about them, a certain positivity. Yeah. Just from their, you know, oodles of time spent you know, reading and yeah. enjoying stories and um, they have more, a lightness. More and, dimensional. They have more dimensions. Yeah. They're just a more um, solid, yeah. on solid ground. Yeah. And then academically, powerful vocabularies. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and they have the stamina to get through like yes. tedious long passages on standardized tests because they have reading yeah. stamina. Yeah. And That's the, a huge thing. And their writing tends to be pretty good. Because they can mimic. Because they, they absorb it. They read a lot of good writing. Yep. And when you when you do that, you, you tend to be a better writer yourself. Yeah. I always yeah. say it doesn't matter. You you could pick your favorite teacher of all time and they don't hold a candle to that rectangular object in your hand. Yeah. If you're a reader, you're in good hands. Good, good yeah. hands. Yeah. Yep. All right. The reader. All right. After the reader, we've got the refreshing optimist. Oh, man. We we need them to uh, to just blot out the exhausting pessimists. Exactly. Right? So this is the glass half full yes. guy or gal. Yes. This is that little ray of sunshine. Um, you know, they might be like, I like this writing prompt, Miss Jones. This is interesting. Yes. And they're not a brown noser. No, not at all. This is very genuine. Very genuine. They just have a really positive outlook on life. Yeah. Positive attitude, which means they're well-liked because people like positive attitudes. They do. Right? And, like and we, we as teachers love to have these positive students yep. in our class. Yep. They're that, they're that ray of sunshine, that smiling face yeah. coming into the door in the morning. Yep. You know, they might like compliment. Did you do something new to the room? I, oh yeah, I did. I actually tidied up the, mm-hmm. the bookshelf. They notice. Yeah. You know? Yep. They're and joyful. They're just, and they're, and they're just willing, they're willing to, to follow you wherever you want to lead them. Yeah. Their game. They, they, they trust you. They trust. There's a trust. You know, and they're, they're just optimistic that things are going to be good. Uh-huh. That you have planned something good for them to do and they're willing to do it. I know. And they have a good attitude about they're it. They're so cute. Yes. That optimist. They're so positive and happy. Pollyanna. But, they but love them. Genuinely so. Yes. <laughs> All right. You ready for our next one? Yeah, I'm ready. This one, I think, might be the... The one we live for, or the one that we just, when these, when, when we come across these kids and that doesn't happen, you know, all the time, but when it happens, it's fantastic. This is the comeback kid. This is the one that keeps us going. This is the one that when it clicks, when it finally makes sense to them, mm-hmm. when they finally, I don't know, get it out of neutral. Yeah. Right. And they, and they finally, it, it, it's their, their their shifter has just been kind of stuck in the middle there and it's kink, 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 yeah. and it finally clicks in there and they, and they take off. Yeah. 
You know, they've been wallowing in mediocre and probably kind of negative territory grade wise. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then, and then just something happens. Yeah. And it just clicks for them and they, and they turn it around and those, those F's and D's become C's and then, and then B's and then they they get hungry for more and then they get a few A's and you see it start to build inside of them. Yep. And you see it grow and, 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 and then all of the teachers, right? We're just like, we're all there. We're yeah. just rooting for them. Yep. You know? And we talk about them at staff meetings. And, and, it, and everybody notices it. Yep. You know? And everybody just loves it and it, it just kind of builds, it fills everybody's souls. Yeah. You know, the comeback kid is, is, um. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to be there when it happens, because a lot of it's timing, right? Yeah. Their maturity kind of catches up to their goals or they see their future a little closer or somebody comes into their life and inspires them. You know, maybe it's you, maybe it's a girlfriend, a boyfriend, I don't know. Right. But they 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 get it now. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I came across um there is a a pretty talented uh speaker, writer uh, about teenagers. His name is Josh uh Ship. And I came across one of his books and and some of his uh his videos and he has this uh, message about one caring adult that every teenager deserves and needs one caring adult. And it's a great message because he kind of has, he has his own story about, he was a, uh, he was a foster kid in Oklahoma and and really had a rough time. And then Mm -hmm. he finally landed in this one home and had this one foster dad. And uh, I wish I could remember his name, but he um, just wouldn't give up on him. Wow. Right. And, and he, he really credits him with turning his life around and he's, He's then turned it into this message that everybody needs that one caring adult. And I really, really like the message. I want to, um, I want to maybe make an amendment just a little bit that like you mentioned, and like we know that that one caring adult can make all the difference. That one caring adult, when that kid is ready to, when they're ready to take their, you know, and take it out of neutral and shift it in. Oh yeah. And they got to have that one caring adult that's there to, to encourage them to, to be that, that confidant, mm-hmm. that little boost of motivation. But I believe that we really need an army of caring adults. Yeah. Because you sure we, we don't know when that moment's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you up your chances right? of that kid. Exactly. Right. And I don't, you know, these kids, when we see the turnaround happen in high school, it's not because somebody in high school finally said the right thing. It was that the kid was finally ready to hear the right thing. Yep. And they were finally ready to make that change in their life. Yep. But there was a, there was a long succession. There was a long line of caring adults yep. up to that point that just kept trying and kept trying and chipping away and trying to get through. And it wasn't until that moment, you know, so I really enjoy his message. Um, But I would say it takes more than one caring adult. It takes, it takes 18 years of caring adults from the moment they enter school. As far as teachers are concerned, just that long line of caring adults that never give up on those kids. Yeah. And, and whenever this comeback happens, whenever this comeback kid finally hears the message that I'm sure they've, they've heard year after year after year, but when you happen to be there, when that moment happens, if you're the lucky one, if you're the lucky one that they finally 
connect with or finally are ready to hear the message and they yeah. make the change. It's magic. Um, you're so, you're, yes, you are so lucky that you get to experience it, but know that you were not alone. Yeah. Right. There was, you were just, you were the next one and you happen to be there for that. Yeah. Moment. It's about a lot of the powerful teacher movies, right. Are based around oh, yes. the kid that, yes. That succeeds and shouldn't. Yeah. Or wasn't on track to. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. It touches you in a way. Um, I don't know. It's indescribable. Yeah. You really feel like your life is being used for good. Yeah. And all the work is worth it. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, that's what, you know, at the core of what teacher saves world is it's, it's this right here, right? It's that it's, it's creating that army of caring adults, that army of, of teachers that are heading out every day. Yeah. And we're all working on the front lines somewhere with tomorrow's adults. Yeah. And we're all trying to make that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we're tired or we have things going on at home or we're still, we're trudging in and we're going to, and we're going to be there for those kids. And that's the, man, that's the, I was going to say that's the beauty of it all, but. We'll you know. that for later. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, the next category can be the comeback kid. They can. But they aren't always. And I love, I have a real soft spot for this one. This is the street scholar. Yeah. This is your toughie. Yeah. Your tough gal, your tough boy. We have had many, many, many of these kids yeah. in our classes over the years. I, um, well, you know, because these oh. ones don't necessarily need to come back. Right? They're there already. They have already like they they're they are balancing yeah. street cred. Yep. Right? They they look the part. This is the Lou Diamond Phillips character in Stand and Deliver. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of like the archetype yep. street scholar. That they're they're balancing that life with a life of academia. Yeah. You know? Yep. And and so they have found ways to, you know, it's not cool to to carry a, have a backpack. No, or have a binder or do whatever. So they find ways and they, and they keep things in the teacher's classrooms, you know, so they don't yep. have to carry it around. And, and um, yeah, so a lot of times these kids don't have to come back. They're there already. Yeah. And they're, and they're brilliant. Um, but they don't want to be called a schoolboy. I know that's one of the dreaded yeah. titles they're called. I just had an example of this happen in fifth period. We had done a award ceremony. We were interviewing each other and giving uh, private awards to each other, like surprise awards. And one of my girls created this really beautiful award. You didn't have to. You could just print out a template but that I provided. But she actually drew um, the turtle from, was it Finding Nemo? What's the turtle that's kind of the surfer dude? Uh, crush? Crush. Yeah. Okay, it was Crush. And she drew it, and she made this big award for this boy, and she framed it, and she awarded him this. And it was because he was mellow. You know, he was okay. like Crush, just cool and mellow. Yeah. And he was so touched by it. And he came up and he's like, you know, that's nice. That's nice. Can't believe you did that. And then the bell rings. Everybody's filing out. And he walks back to me with the award, which is in a glass frame. And it's the end of the day, too. It's the last period of the day. And he says, uh, miss, I can't, you know, I can't take this. But, like, can you leave it up here? And I don't want, I don't want her to see that I'm not taking it. And I, and I said, well, why can't you take it? Are you going somewhere? He's all, no, I just can't. Like, I can't, I can't carry this, like on the bus. And I kind of got it just then. Yeah. Cause he was very cool. Very, you know, rough and tumble boy, sweet as can be. Um, he is a street scholar. Like he yeah. needed to code switch. He was, he graciously accepted mm-hmm. the award. He loved it. Mm-hmm. And then quietly kind of said, I can't carry this on the bus in front of my buddies. Yeah. And I, and I got it immediately. Yeah. Um, but man, they kind of steal your heart 
I because do. when they are when they soften up around you and you're a safe place to land, mm-hmm. but you know they're pretty they're pretty tough out there, yeah. and probably have some done some things that would shock you. Yes, you know, yeah. and some of the stuff you know because uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to get too personal here, but it's just um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of tough situations. Yeah, going on with these kids. You know, and, and, and we happen to work in an area that has a lot of these, a lot of these stories and, and it's boys and it's girls. It is. It's We've both. got some tough, tough girls that, that in, you know, that, and they live in environments and, but, but there's a, you know, there's a, there's, there's school in them. There's education and yeah. they, they connect and they, and they've, but they, every day they have to go back to this environment and they've got to find a way to, to live in both, yeah. you know, and it's both hard. arenas and it's really challenging and, uh, but they find a way yep. and to watch them do that, to watch them go through this, this, this dance, this delicate dance between these two very different worlds mm-hmm. and they figure it out because they're, you know, they're committed to improving themselves intellectually but they know that they also need to survive in this world over here. Yeah. And they find way to, to, to bridge both. And, um, God, I, cause they're just kids. Yeah. You know, when you think about how hard, uh, leaving high school and going on to your next journey is, even if you're like a kid that has parents that are totally supportive and taking you on college tours and there's still anxiety and emotions, right? Yeah. What if you have nobody helping you with that? Mm-hmm. In fact, the circumstances actually kind of, put barriers in front of you from doing anything. And these are the kids where you can say, you know, I, you can love your family, but not want to have their life. You know, you can love them, but you want to have a little more and that's okay. And that's so hard, but sometimes it's not okay with their family. Mm -hmm. So that street scholar, man, they are. Yeah. There's those are, they tear your heart out. They do. Mm. They do. All right. All right. Let's move on. The next one is the deep thinker. All right. This is our future professor. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is very different <laughs> from they, um, what did we have yesterday? The, the perpetual arguer that was just arguing just for arguing. Yes. This is the one who loves to just get into those, those deep philo- philosophical debates. Yeah. They just love like thinking and learning and growing. Yep. And um, this is the one too that will, you know, after, after class, this is the one that will linger after class. Yes. They will come up afterwards and they'll want to talk more about it, you know, or they'll come in at the start of class because they've been thinking about something from last class that whole time. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to email you with a question. And they might email you with a question and you don't know the answer. Yeah. Like they think of things so differently. Mm -hmm. You're like, God, I'm envious of your brain. Yeah. Cause it's so complicated. (laughs) They make you smile. Yeah, and you they know. just and they they de- they derive such great joy from the process of of learning. Yes, of you know accumulating new knowledge and thinking of things in new ways and and just you know bending old ideas into new ideas yeah. and um, they they love the they love the that the interaction with other thinkers. Yes, so they're they're more demonstrative than the thoughtful introvert. 
Yes. And they're both very smart yes. kids. Right. But this one is, they're not show-offy about it. They just can't contain themselves. Yes. It's almost like a, whoa. No, it's you giddy. Know? Yes, they're, they're yeah. giddy to learn and yep. think and talk about, yep. you know, big ideas. And they, and they um, you know, for the most part, they're not necessarily like uh, small talkers. Like they want to, they want to chew on big ideas. Oh, yeah. You know, they want to, they're not just going to talk about what happened at the party and, you know, they're, they're still teenagers, but, yeah. but really their great joy comes from from those more intellectual yes. conversations. Yet they probably have a C plus in your class <laughs> <laughs> because they don't want to do this menial, you know, exercise. They, that <laughs> they, is so true. They're not the straight A kids. No. They're deeper. They're like yes. they're like thirty five year old men and women smashed into yeah. teenage bodies. Yeah. They're just they're Hair's a little messy. They're a little they're, they're a little unkept. They're a little tussled. Yeah. A little tussled. I can't little, be bothered with a little wrinkly total hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> they no. don't smell bad, but no. they're, but they just are, they have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. yeah. And you they're know? just, they're so fun to talk with. I know. You know, they just, and just the, the joy, the sparkle in yeah. their eyes when it comes to talking about yep. new concepts and, oh, it's just, amazing. Right. They're, they're fun to talk with. Yeah. It's uh, those, those also get you out of bed in the morning and have you skip into school. Like mm-hmm. those kids, they, they, on your tired days, they can just give you a, a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Right. All right. What's our next one? Oh, our next one. I love, love, love. It's very different from the deep thinker, but it's the ever present assistant. Oh, they're right there. They are right there. If I have left my green tea travel mug somewhere in the room, they will find it for yeah. me. Um, if the phone rings, they will zip over and get it. Miss mm-hmm. Jones room, you know, mm-hmm. um, if somebody's crying, they will maybe softly whisper in my ear, so-and-so is upset if I haven't noticed yet. Yeah. If it's somebody's birthday, they'll give me a little yeah. nod so yeah. we can sing. It's like the office manager. They are, they are also a 35-year-old person smashed yeah. in a teenage yeah. body. They are going to be a great like, like store manager, you know, office manager. They can really handle all parts, right? They know, yes. they know the administrative type you know, things. This is... As yearbook advisor. Oh, yeah. Right? So I'm the yearbook advisor. And so uh, one of the great things about being the yearbook advisor is at least where, uh, where, where I am as, a, as an advisor, I get to select my staff, right? They don't just get thrown into my yearbook no. class and I, it's you know, pretty competitive. I put up with what I, you know, what I, what I get. I, this isn't, there's an application process. Mm-hmm. And really what I'm looking for is, and I have a pretty small staff. I, our yearbook is, uh, is 200 pages. So it's a medium sized yearbook and I can get it done with about 12 to 15 mm-hmm. of these students. Of the assistants. And, and this is the kind of student yep. that I'm looking for, right? I don't want the deep thinker to put together my no, yearbook. No, no, I no. love them. I, I want them in another class, but for my yearbook staff, I want the ever present assist. Yep. I want those ones who, who are a step ahead. Yeah. They're very comfortable with adults, mm-hmm. right? So they can go to the front office and schedule an appointment yep. with the principal. Or They're very they comfortable can, on the phone. They have adult level organizational interpersonal do. skills. They're going to rock it in an office yes. someday. These are, these are great um, TAs, teacher's assistants, oh. right? These are the ones yeah. that you can, you can trust. You can give them assignments and know, you know, that it's going to be done well. Yep. And you like, you know, sometimes you get the TA who's not this. Yes. And you kind of just. I've had a few of those. You just get a, You just. You, you, you got to undo. You got to. What yeah, they did. You got to talk to the counselors. <laughs> and, hey, can we, uh, can we switch out this TA? Cause this is. Uh, 
you know, they're just sitting there. Yeah. I'm not really going to give them anything because uh, they, yeah. they can't even put the staple on the right side of yeah. the packet. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. They have a, a, a sixth sense of anticipation. Yeah. They know what you need before mm-hmm. you know what you need. Yeah. They've got that, that spidey sense. Yeah. Always up. Just kind of spidey you know, sense. Taking, taking note of what's going on. And before you need it, they've got Yeah. It. And they're getting their work done. They're not oh, doing yeah. this to get out of work. No. You know, they kind of, they are the, I know multitasking is controversial. Some people say you can't do it, but they can kind of do it. Yeah. Very close to it. Well, they can just, they're very good at juggling multiple things at once. Yeah. They hop. Yeah. Very, very skilled. These I, are, I yeah. miss those people like now that we're in our house. Yeah. Sheltered in place. This is those students you could always count I on. I know. I'd love to have them around right now. Handle those things for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're down. We're our final one. Oh, our last one. Our last. This is a good one to end on. This is, and this is, we're calling this the spirited joiner, (gasps) the joiner, because they join everything, right? Totally. And so uh, I think, uh, yeah, when we talked about the movies, my number one movie was was Rushmore. This is Max from Rushmore. He just joins. They 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 love school so much. Yeah. They, they love, just love it. People. They're always they're always in school colors. Yep. Right. They're yep. going. They're going to all the all the activities. Yep. They're joining all the clubs. And they and don't. They're not necessarily the cheerleaders or ASB, although they might be. They might be. But they are the joiners. So they just they, love it. They have their face painted. Mm-hmm. They um they bring pom poms and put them in their back pocket on game day. Yep. They congratulate the players the next day. Yep. Um, anything having to do with their school, they just blow up yep. with pride. And whatever whatever school colors, that that's what they bleed. Yes, right, absolutely. They are just they're they are so into high school, and they and they're not joining things because they want to put things on their college application. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. This is genuine. Yeah, they want to do this. They want to participate. They want to. They want to help. They want to. Yeah, they're on all the committees. Yep. They're, they're always setting up for whatever they are. They're decorating the stadium. They're decorating the gym. They're setting up for the dance. Like, uh, I know I always have some that are around when we have speech competitions, they'll be like, uh, I could try, I'll write a speech. Like I'm all, you will, you know, like how people drop and I'll be totally. like, you got two days. Oh, I could write a speech on yeah. homelessness. I'm like, are you sure? You know, or they're there when we're setting up for writer's cafe and they're like, need me to make some coffee. I'm like, Oh my God, thank God you're here. They're just there when you need them. Yeah. And I don't know if they're really thinking about it in this way, but they're, they do understand this, that high school is kind of the end of, of all this Aww. kind of for the most part, right? I mean, as yeah. far as this kind of stuff before, before bigger life responsibilities yeah. start to kind of strip some of these things away, yeah. right? Because you've got to, you got to worry about the job and paying the bills and mm-hmm. taking care of the kids. And, you know, so some of these so high school is really this last hurrah. It's these four years of doing all this stuff and they are making the most of it. Yeah. They're going, they're going to go all out. Yep. They're going to do it. They are going to have a fun life. Yeah. Cause they're creating it. Their, their picture is going to uh, be in the yearbook a lot. They're, they're there right? again. You know? <laughs> and uh, I always yeah. say, you know, when people get the yearbook and they're bummed out that they're not in there and it's like, well, did you go to anything? Like yeah. you have to go to things and, and participate in order to get in the yearbook. Have a and, chance of getting yeah. in. So these kids are in the yearbook a lot. Oh Yeah. As they should. And they, yeah, deservedly so. They really, you know, and they, they contribute so much to the, to the campus culture. Yeah. Like if you didn't have them, Ooh, that'd be one group 
that would flatten a campus pretty quickly yeah. if you did not have them. Yeah. So you're right. Really important uh, as far as the campus cultures goes and, yeah. and just a joy. Yeah. You know, just a Absolutely. joy. Just, you know, and they probably embody some of these other characteristics as well. Like they're probably part of the refreshing optimist group. Sure. You know, cause they kind of just have a Some positive. of these bleed over into another, but what I think is funny about doing these two episodes back to back, the ones that drive us crazy and the ones that bring us joy is, you know, only teachers really realize all of these are in your same class all at the same time. Oh yeah. So here we are delivering, you know, one lesson or having one learning goal, right? And you've got to reach all of these kids. All of these different times types. Times three, because yeah. we have, you know, between 30 and I've had 40 in, mm-hmm. in my speech classes before. Um, and, and it's pretty remarkable that we can do this. We yeah. don't always do it well. There's, there's classes that kind of pretty flat sometimes, but sometimes we do it really well. And I'm always yeah. like, man, we have a, yeah. we have a tough job yeah. and we're good at it. But also you know? just think how, how amazing this job is too. Gosh. Just think of all the different types of students that we've described over the last two episodes. Yeah. We've described 20 different types of students, good and bad, or positive and negative, or uplifting and exhausting, right? And they're all out there. And yeah. they're all human beings and they're all teenagers. We're trying to reach them all, but it's, it makes for an interesting interesting life it sure does doesn't it you're never bored every day never bored every day is just something new exciting Mm -hmm. strange you know uh one moment your your heart is on the floor just getting stamped on and then the next (laughs) moment it's it's soaring through the roof and yep oh and you can't believe i get paid to do this you know on those really good days and then there's days like uh i don't get paid enough (laughs) (laughs) i need some help here (laughs) yeah pretty amazing it is it sure is we're pretty lucky all right well speaking of lucky oh it's time for our final do you have uh and that's the beauty of it all. it is it's my it is my turn this week beautiful to bring us a little bit of beauty can't wait this one untitled titling books and words There's much that sucks about sheltering in place, but trying times always force a reset, an evaluation of what is important. When faced with scarcity, our values get a once over and we're reminded of activities we've been ignoring while caught in the frenzy of normal life. The talking heads on our TVs, chiming in from their makeshift home studios, have largely positioned themselves in front of their book collections. It's obvious why, as books evoke feelings of knowledge and education, just what they're going for. A smartly organized bookshelf can upgrade any room, but their aesthetic properties aside, it's the words on their pages that are the source of their original magic. Many of us have more time on our hands than normal now, and that extra time has been poured into all of those valued activities we've been ignoring. As we walk our dogs every day, and I'm noticing all of the newly spruced up front yards and sparkling clean cars, I hope that inside are adults and children rediscovering the joy of reading. There's nothing quite like it to engage and grow your brain. Whether it makes you think, laugh, or cry, I hope we're all expanding our libraries, preparing for the day we get asked to be a talking head broadcasting in front of our bookshelves. While building your shot glass collection may seem more fun, it's transient. 
the liquid they hold a temporary inhabitant. Books and words last forever. And that's the beauty of it all. Amen, my brother. Yeah, we've, we've really, not that we ever stopped reading, but. Oh, but we've, we've really we've ramped increased it up. our reading. And I love it. And how nice has it been? I, incredible. To read during the day. Is, is a luxury. You know, because normally it's just at nighttime as we're falling asleep, but we've yep. had some day reading. It's been so much fun. Yeah. It's been beautiful. <laughs> Beauty of it all.